Morning. Glad to be here today. Um, some of you may not know me. Some of you do. My name is Jared, and I'm the guy that Stan, I guess, entrusted to speak today. So um, I'm an intern around here and um, work with Stan quite a bit. And so Stan has been working on the fruits of the Spirit and talking about those. And we were talking this week in his office, and we and I said, you know, you gave me a, you said, why don't you just pick a verse and, and um, preach about this weekend. So that's what I did. And we were talking and I said, you know, you were talking about fruits of the Spirit. Well, the verse I happen to pick is, well, what about right before that? What's, what's in us before that? So it was kind of coincidental. I don't, I don't think really coincidental. I think there was, God had a hand on that and uh, before we did that. So I'd like to start today by playing a video. We can just play that really quick, Nadine. Now, I heard Chris laughing, so I think she still has that one outfit in your closet. <laughs> the shoulder pads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, now, one thing, that crochet thing that those men were wearing. Okay, fess up. Who had one of those? I, that was what I've never seen in my life. Um, did you notice the one picture with leg warmers in the, the big socks? Okay, well, did you notice how some of these trends come back? Like the bell-bottom jeans, or exactly, or or that one with the leg warmers and the tights. Have you ever noticed now? But it's now called. They have the boots on and the socks that come up, 
and then it's called yoga pants, but they're tights. <laughs> so things come back around, the fashions, and, and these, are, these are just fashions that we have. So like Chris, you can just keep it around your closet, and they'll come back around, and you just start wearing them again. <laughs> Perfect. So um, Stan's gone, so we'll have a little fun. Who remembers the Lorax? Oh, yeah. Who remembers this book? The Barbaloots in their Barbaloot suits. Yep, yep. The, uh, so these trees here. Chris, since you know, what, what, what are these trees called? Okay, truffle trees. So the truffle trees, and then the Wenzler made things out of his truffle trees. And he made the one thing that everyone needs, a thneed. A thneed's a find something that all people need. Well, these thneeds are something that we need. But it's not really the thneed that we put on. It's not something we put in our closet. It's not something that goes out of style, like those fashions. Some of them go out of style, then they come back. It's always in style. It's available for everyone. Everyone is able to get it. And it lasts for eternity. It, 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 never, it never fades. It never gets ruined. It, it's, it's always around. It doesn't matter what your size is. It's always your size. You can gain 50 pounds or lose 50 pounds. It's always going to fit. It's a, always a perfect fit. Let's pray. Father God, just pray that uh, ears are open and hearts are open and um, that we just come here and we get to know you better and that we um, just, just as we baptize today, Lord, that we just come out with some new lives today. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, now I heard some chuckling, and I'm sure some of you guys are lost, like this guy has lost his mind, and what in the world, how is he going to bring this back into anything? <laughs> yeah, laughing over there, you guys, you guys okay, he's, this guy's crazy. So, I'm going to look at Colossians 3, 5 through 11. It's in page 1184 with the Bibles in front of you, and uh, I'm actually reading in the New Living Translation, because I liked a few of the words in there better, so that will be on the screen. It reads, so put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world because of these sins. The anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world, but now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malice, malicious behavior, slander and dirty language don't lie to each other for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him in this new life it doesn't matter if you are jew or gentile circumcised or uncircumcised barbaric uncivilized slave or free christ is all that matters and he lives in all of us now if i wanted to put this in a in a sentence I'd put it to uh, put to death your old way of life and live your new life with Jesus. Let's go back and look at verse 5. Kind of start to unpack this a little bit. It says to put to death our sinful earthly things lurking within you. Now when I hear that, I kind of go, Ugh. what do you mean I got some sinful earthly thing lurking inside of me? That doesn't sound like it's very much fun. Kind of makes my skin crawl, gives me the heebie-jeebies. Now, there was a show that used to be on Animal Planet called Monsters Inside Me. Has anybody ever seen that show? Yeah. yeah. Chris, you watch too much TV. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the only one. Okay. 
So this show, I only watched it a few times, but it talks about people that have these diseases and they have these parasites or these worms or these viruses or these bacteria or something inside of them that is growing and overtaking them. And it eventually leads them to get very, very sick, very, very ill, and ultimately even death if they don't do something about that. So that's kind of what I think about when I read, read that, that sinful earthly nature lurking inside of me. Now let's just to even make this a little bit more of some people like definition of lurking. So this is definition of lurking. It says to be or remain hidden so as to wait in ambush for someone or something. Doesn't sound like this very fun thing either. So how about if you want to use this in a sentence? A ruthless killer still lurked in the darkness. Ruthless killer still lurked in the darkness. Something inside of us, it's lurking. It will eventually kill us. So that's what we need to do. We need to look at our old clothes. What are our old clothes? Paul gives us a list of what our old clothes are in this passage. It says sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, idolatry, anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language, lying. Galatians 5, 19 through 21 lists a lot of these same things. It adds to the list too. The acts of sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. If this is the list of things lurking inside of me, this probably explains why I kind of go, ugh, go ick. I don't want this stuff inside of me. Now, I know a lot of you are saying, now, come on, this list, that's, I, I don't live that way. I don't have that stuff. I've, I've, I'm past all of that. But, man, I'm going to challenge you. How many times have you looked at a beautiful woman and your mind kind of starts to wander? How many times maybe you're on the beach or you're someplace and a, and a girl walks by on a bathing suit and your wife's right next to you and your eyes just go like this. They just follow her all the way around. Is that some sex, sexual impurity? Something in our, in our minds? What about lust? How many times have we lusted for like something, maybe like a new iPhone? Maybe a new car? Maybe the latest Jordans that are coming out. Maybe there's a new car, new gun, new boat, new something that we lust for, that we, that we want. How about road rage? How about, uh, we experienced road rage? Yesterday I went to, uh, and I will advise us not to do this, I went to the Mint Car Wash on uh, one of the first nice days after this big snowstorm, and I'll admit there's a little bit of rage. There was something that should take five or ten minutes, took me close to an hour to get in and out of there. So... What about road rage? Have you ever talked about someone or slandered them? Have you ever said so-and-so this or so-and-so that, or you just talk to somebody and you put them down? Have you ever hit your hand with a thumb, ha ha thumb with a hammer? What comes out of your mouth? <laughs> Any of us tell a lie? Have we ever said, I hate this? Or I hate so-and-so. I think these are all words that we've all used and all things that we've all done. I know I've done those, all of those things and I still do those things. 
I even said yesterday there was some, some rage going on waiting in line. I was impatient. Um, we've got these things lurking down inside of us. Now, a few weeks ago, as you know, I, I coach basketball, so I keep bringing that up, but there's just so many examples in that. So we were at a basketball game. The head coach loses his temper. He has a fit of rage, and he yells at the ref in obscenity. Turns around and looks. The ref instantly just goes back and tees him up. Automatic technical. Looks at me and he says, did I do that? Did I say that? I go, yeah, you said that. Didn't even know he said it. Just becomes part of us. That's, it's in us so deep that we don't even know that it's there. Now, if I still haven't convinced you that you have some of these things inside of you, Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We've all sinned. There's been one perfect person in this world. We all have sinned. We all have something lurking inside of us that's waiting to kill us. Now, I'd like to look at this another, another way. Several years ago, I was in Tanzania, and I went on a, a missions trip there, and we were working with an orphanage. And when you go to Tanzania, it's one of the safari capitals of the world, and so the people there were saying, you know, you guys really need to go on a safari. You should really go do this. So we, we said, yeah, we'll do it. So we went on a safari, and one day we saw... Of just a bunch of bunch of lions and we even came upon one lion kill where there was a lioness then she it killed a wildebeest which a wildebeest is probably a six to eight hundred pound animal and this lion literally just picks it up with her mouth and drags it up the side of a hill that's how strong and powerful this these animals are um, Nadine if you can play this other video this one's really short we might play it a couple times So this lion, I'm in a car, and this lion is walking down, just walking right next to me. I could have reached down and grabbed that lion. I probably would not have had an arm left or even me left, but uh, this lion was that close. I mean, we could, we could smell him. Was that, I mean, that's an experience that it was a, it was a great experience, but it reminds me of 1 Peter 5.8. It says, be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. That's all this, this lion was doing. He was just walking down the road looking for something to devour. Now, let me put this in a perspective of kind of real life a little bit. So you have your wife and your kids you're out at a nice dinner or a movie or something. You come home, you drive in your driveway, and here's this lion. Here's that lion sitting, in your, sitting on your doorstep, just waiting for you to come home. It hasn't eaten in a while. We don't know how long when last time it was eaten. You go in your house, you bathe your kids, you, you put their pajamas on, you put them to bed, you pray with them, you, you do the things you do to get them to bed. You put them to bed. Then you go out on the front porch, you leave the door open, and you just invite that, that lion into your house. Then you and your wife go to bed, and you go to sleep. Doors are open, and here's this lion roaming around your house. Are you going to get any sleep? Are you going to feel comfortable? Are you going to feel safe? Are you going to want to destroy this lion? Are you want to kill it? You want to get this lion out of your house so you can be safe. Because this, this lion is going to do what a lion does. 
The nature, the nature of this lion is to prowl around and look for something to devour. And that's exactly what it would, it's going to do. So why don't we do this with our sinful nature? Why don't we want to do that with our sinful nature? Why don't we want to get that? This verse in Colossians says you're supposed to put it to death. You're supposed to destroy it. That's what we need to do, just like you'd want to do with that lion. But maybe it's because we think we can control it. Maybe that's what we think. We can control this, this lion from eating our family. Like I said, the lion's nature is to eat and to destroy. Like the verse in 1 Peter 5.8. Your enemy prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. We can't control this nature. We have to destroy it. We have to put it to death. Now in verse 6, it goes on a little bit even further of why we have to do something with this nature. It says, because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. Do these sins go unpunished? Do we think that God will just tolerate these sins? Well, I'm pretty good, but, you know, I still got this. Or, or will God do something about that? Zechariah 1, 2 through 4, and the last part of verse 6 says, The Lord was very angry with your forefathers. Therefore, tell the people, this is what the Lord Almighty says. Return to me, declares the Lord Almighty, and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. Do not be like your forefathers to whom the earlier prophets proclaim. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Turn from your evil ways and your evil practices, for they would not listen or pay attention to me, declares the Lord. Where are your forefathers now? And then it concludes in six. Then they repented and said, the Lord Almighty has done to us what our ways and practices deserve just as he determined to do. Now, when Zechariah was writing about this, he was writing about the Israelites when they were still in Jerusalem and they still had the temple. Well, what happened to them? They didn't follow God. They didn't destroy this. They didn't repent and turn towards God. Jerusalem was destroyed. The temple was destroyed. And their forefathers, what happened to them? They were sent to Babylon in exile. So I think God's going to do something with this. God's anger is coming, and he's telling the Colossians to take notice and destroy this sinful nature. There's another passage in Galatians 6, 7 through 8. It says, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The one who sows to please his sinful nature, from that nature will reap destruction. The one who sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Now, several years ago, a friend of mine was, we were, we were together, and he kept talking about reaping what you sow. He was talking about this passage, and just things in his life of how he's, he just, you reap what you sow. And so, by definition, when you reap is to harvest the crop, to sow is to plant the seeds. Now, I have a, I have a this is a bean bush seed packet here. So when we plant these seeds, and I'm going to pull a seed out of here. I don't know if you can see these, but these are two little, little tiny seeds here. So one of these seeds, when I plant this, when I sow this seed, does it produce just one seed? Or does it produce a whole, a whole plant with a whole bunch of seeds? So when we sow, don't we reap more than what we, what we sow? So if we are sowing this 
earthly sinful nature inside of us, aren't we going to naturally reap more earthly sinful nature inside of us? Now, if we sow a different nature, won't we reap a more that nature inside of us? So, what kind of nature are we supposed to sow? What kind of nature are we supposed to, to, to live a God-filled life? Well, verse 10 says, Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your Creator and become like Him. Galatians 5.24 Those who belong to Christ Jesus who have crucified the sinful nature with its passion and desires. Romans 6.4 We are therefore buried with Him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, through the glory of the Father, we too may have new life. So we not, here's the new nature we're supposed to put on. We're supposed to put on this new nature in Christ. Now, this old sinful nature, we destroy that. We, we get rid of that. So this is where we come back to the Lorax. This is where I come up with the need. There's one for everyone. There's a need for everyone. This is not just for a select few. There's a need for everyone. So we all get new clothes. Verse 9 and 10 in Colossians. For you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. We have to put to death the earthly nature. In Christ we are a new creation. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if everyone anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. We are a new creation. We don't need to be bound by this sinful earthly nature anymore. We don't need to be by this thing lurking inside of us. We can put this to death in Christ. It's gone. We can put on the new nature. Now, when we put on this new, new nature, do we know everything? Are we just, we say, I'm going to follow Jesus, and then voila. It's just, we're perfect. Everything goes well. Now, I see a lot of head shaking. I see a lot of head shaking. No, we don't. This is a lifelong process. When we pray, when we read our Bible, when we spend time serving God, we, ju we just become more like him. We, we are clothed in this new clothes, and we're learning. We're being renewed every day by this. Now, something that my kids, and I asked my son for this, and he goes, what, are you going to make fun of me for playing too many video games? I said, well, maybe. But um, some of you may know, anybody play video games around here? Played video games? Have kids that play video games? Yeah, well, this is an Xbox controller. And if you look at that, there is, let's see, one... Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. And then with these, there's three joysticks, two joysticks, and one thing that's multi-directional, and you can push down. So there's probably 25 different things that this joystick can do. And then if you use different combinations, it makes it do different things, but you have to know the combination of how to do that. Now I don't play video games because I don't know how to do I, <laughs> I have, Yeah, I have no clue. So my kids laugh at me. You know, I, I, I do have one kill in Fortnite to my credit. 
and I think three kills in, for, in Call of Duty. So that's my extent of my, my video game playing. My kids do throw me a bone, and every once in a while let me win in Madden or, or 2K, but that's just because that sinful nature comes out, and I start having rage and whining, and, and so they let me win every once in a while. But how do you think, how do you think those kids got good at, the, at these games? They practice. They play it all the time. They study it. They learn it. They ask their friends. They, they tell them, oh, if you do this, this, and this, that'll work. Well, what if we did that with God? What if we spend that amount of time with God? Wouldn't that become just our nature? Like, if I have to do this and they say, well, you do Y and A and do this and push this down and push that button, I, well, I have to think about that, and by that time, I'm already... Yeah, it's way past. But for them, they just go, and it's done. And I'm like, how'd you do that? Well, you just did this, Dad. Well, it's natural to them. They don't think. They're, they're, it just is their nature. So what if we did that with God? What if we fed that nature? What if we fed the God's nature and not this sinful nature? So which nature are we going to feed? The sinful nature or the new nature in Christ? If we feed the sin nature, it's like that lion roaring around in our house. That lion's going to eat. It's going to get stronger. It's going to get bigger. It's going to get more aggressive. It's going to destroy us. Now, Stan just got done preaching on a lot of the fruits of the Spirit. And uh, this is why I said this is kind of the cart before the horse or whatever, but this is kind of the before of, and I, and I said this, I said, you know, this is what we're repla- the Spirit's replacing. This is what it's filling up. And, and later in this chapter, it, it does give, I'm not going to talk about that today, but in verses 12 through 16, some of the things it talks about, and this is where this will sound familiar, is compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, love, peace, and being thankful. The nature we feed is the nature that we'll live. So if we spend more time with the Creator, we spend more time with God, won't we become more like Him? Won't that just be natural? It'll just, we don't have to think about it. It'll just pour out from us. So now we're on to the point where everyone can have a need. It's open for everyone. Verse 11, in this new life, it doesn't matter if you are a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters, and he lives in all of us. Now, that just say this isn't a select club? There's only a few people, certain people that get in? I don't think so. I think I said this is for everybody. This list at those times was that... That's a pretty comprehensive list of some, and some people with different opinions and different views. You know, it doesn't matter where I, what nationality I am. It doesn't matter what race I am. It doesn't matter my level of education, where my social standing is, what my wealth is, what my lack of wealth is. If I'm male or female, my religion, my status, none of that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you, what color your skin is. Doesn't matter where my relatives come from. 
doesn't matter if I'm a high school dropout or if I have a doctorate or I'm a, a, a medical doctor. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I'm homeless or I live in a million-dollar home out on the West End or wherever it is. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I'm a woman or a man. It doesn't matter if I make a dollar a day or $10,000 a day. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I'm in prison. It doesn't matter if I'm a drug dealer or an addict. It doesn't matter if I'm abused or if I'm the abuser. This one might take you. What if I was a Republican? And I had a Make American Great Again hat on. Or what if I was a Democrat, Kenny? And out of my car I had an Obama sticker. Or what if I was a Democrat socialist and I had a Bernie Sanders sticker on my car? There's, there are thousands of what if I was this and what if I was that. But the reality is, is it doesn't matter. Everyone, it's available for everyone. Everyone can have a, as in the Lorax, everyone can have a need. Now, this is when I was preparing this, I thought of Hope Center. And I can look around this room and even in this room right now. Social status, we can say we have the bottom from the top. We have multiple, multiple races and ages and males and females and just... It's, a, it's what we're talking about here in Colossians. And so I just, I just want to say, good job, Hope Center. This is, what, this, this is an example of what this is talking about. This is for everybody. It's not just for a select few. So just commanding Hope, Hope Center. Good job on that. So now I want to get back to the, to the um, story of the Lorax. And many of you may not remember it or don't have never heard of it, but... There's a, there's a guy, and the main character is called the Onceler. And the Onceler is greedy. And the Onceler is looking around for something. And one of the quotes from the Lorax says, but those trees, those trees, those truffle trees, all my life I've been searching for trees such as these. So he finds this truffle tree, cuts it down, and he makes a, a thneed out of it. And he sells it, and it gets greedy, and he wants more. And so people want more, and everyone needs, thinks they need one, so they... They buy these truffle trees, or these needs, and they eventually cut down all the, tr all the trees. There's no more trees left because of their greed. So the Wenzler loses everything. It's all gone. It all disappears. And so then a little boy comes along, and, he, he, and this is where the story starts, and it actually ends, is he pays his price to hear the story from the Wenzler, and the Wenzler ends up giving him a seed. And it's the seed of the very last truffle tree. So now this boy is entrusted with this truffle tree to go, or this seed to go out and, and do something with it. And so he, we, we assume that he plants, a, plants the seeds and we grow a truffle tree and there's a forest and it, it, it just everything ends well. But, um, you know, it wasn't a thneed that everyone needed. It was the forest of truffle trees that everyone needed. And that's the kind of the point of the story. But what do we need? It's not a really a need that we need. We don't need the seed from the truffle tree. But what we do need is Jesus. Jesus came for all of us. It wasn't a select few. Colossians says it, it's not this or that, it's everybody. So this seed, the once had been searching for this all of his life, 
He's been searching for this, this truffle tree. What have we been searching for? There's some of us in this room that have been searching all of our life. Now, we all have this seed, and I just said it's Jesus. We all have been given a chance to have this seed, to live a life in Christ, to live in his nature. Now, the price has been paid. Jesus came, Jesus died, he rose from the dead. He paid the price. We don't have to pay a price for this. He did it on the cross for us. What we need to do is decide to plant this seed in our heart and say, I'm going to get rid of this old nature and I want this new nature. We need to put on our new clothes. We need to live this new nature, a new nature that takes on the nature of Christ. So put to death your old ways of life and live your new life in Jesus. Let's pray.